You're listening to Guitars and Granola Bars, episode 65. Thank you so much for joining me here on Guitars and Granola Bars. I'm your host, Rachel Rambach, and this podcast is for women like me who are balancing a career they love with being a mom. In this episode, you've got me and my co-host, Jamie, and we are talking all about the children's books we love to use in our work with kids and that we love to read with our own kids. So Jamie, this topic was totally your idea, so I will give you all the credit for this, but I'm surprised that I haven't thought about this before for the podcast because books are a huge part of both of our lives when it comes to work and when it comes to home. Yes, I'm so excited about this. I think that I actually use these kind of books more at home than I do at work, but I love when the crossover can happen. And some of my favorite books that we use with kids are the ones that you sing. I love the books that you can sing to um, as you're reading them. Growing up, I learned to read really early and I just was very independent. I liked to just read to myself. I didn't like people reading me stories. So I didn't have a whole lot of memories of being read to as a kid. And then when I was in my internship for music therapy, I just found this whole world of books that were really easy to set melodies to or that even already had them. And from there, it was like I was off to the races because there's so much that you can do with books in music therapy, early childhood sessions. Are those the kind of places that you use them at work? Yeah, yep. Um, I would say I would use them more individually than I do in our groups for some reason. It's never been something I naturally have gravitated to in our Sprouts classes. Um, But in individual sessions, we get them out a lot. It's funny because one of the first books that I ever bought was um, at a national conference, my very first national conference that I went to for music therapy. I was walking through the vendor section and I just saw these like um, these children's books and stuff and I, I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to go over there and check these out. And I picked up this one. Um, it's called Jazzfly and it's by Matthew Golub. Um, I hope I'm saying his name right, Matthew Golub. And it's fabulous. It's not one that you would naturally sing, but it came with a CD. And now I can I can rock this book. And I did it for like Aiden's school class. Uh, and it's just a really, really fun book about jazz and animals and all this stuff. And I, I mean, and it got me into this. This is like what kind of kicked off. Like I have to own all of the books that you can sing or that have music to them. Yes. Yeah. That was kind of my experience too. One of my internship supervisors read a book during a therapy session that I was observing. And that's kind of what, um, I mean, I had started using some, but seeing her do it was like, oh, okay, this is legit. Like I can actually do this and address all of these different goals. And from there, it was like, I just started amassing this collection. I love that you can target so many different things with them. I mean, I think about the way that I use books in my music therapy sessions and we're targeting object identification, color identification, counting, uh, expressive and receptive language, reading skills, following directions even. I remember my mind being blown when she was talking about addressing a directions goal of just turning the page. Like the simple act of having a client turn the page was 
something, a way that she could address one of the IEP goals of that student. So just kind of thinking of the very basics of how you can bring a story into a session and then use it in all of these different ways. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, what kind of books do you use when you're doing your early childhood classes? Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> I have a huge list and I can't even begin to like name some of my favorites, but I'll try. I'll try really hard. So I love the touch and feel board books. Um, yeah. And some of them have like the Ray's little, I'm thinking of Eight Silly Monkeys is one of my favorites. They also have the 10 Little Ladybugs, right? Isn't that the same? Yeah. Yeah. There's a butterfly one that I have. Um, there's a Five Little Ducklings one that I have. And those are great for, again, the counting, but then also just that tactile input. It's such a great way to get kids engaged because once they realize that they can like actually touch the book and that it feels kind of different on each page, they really enjoy that. Um, another favorite series of mine is the old lady series. So there was an old lady who swallowed a fly, who swallowed a um, pie, the, the Thanksgiving one. There was an old lady who swallowed some snow. I think there are a few others, but those are really great. I like those because you're establishing that pattern and then you can work on memory recall with each different item that's added. So those are really fun. You know, you just reminded me of something with those. I came across um, an author, Jennifer Ward, and she has a bunch that are, I know, or there was a coyote who swallowed a flea. There oh, was old, I don't know that one. Yeah. There was an old monkey who swallowed a frog. There was an old Martian who swallowed the moon, a pirate who swallowed the fish, a princess who swallowed the pea, and a mummy who swallowed a spider. So we have the Halloween one. We have, oh, have fun. A, yeah. And so I was, I just, when you said that, I, I love those because like you said, they're sing song and everyone kind of knows the anticipation of this, of this way that the melody goes. So when yes. you can kind of change it up um, and have those other um, ideas, but I just, I loved the ideas of those. I've never seen them. Um, there's some other books of hers that I love, but when I realized she had this whole series of the um, lady who swallowed the fly, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to check those out. My son is obsessed with all things Halloween, so if <laughs> if there's a whole oh. series on that, he'll he'll eat that right up. Um, but you mentioned Jennifer Ward, so she has also written the Somewhere in the Ocean um, that series as well. Both yes. she and then Marianne Burke. She also has a few over in the jungle. And it's kind of that same um, that same melody repeated, but for different um, settings. Like there's over in the jungle, over in the desert, um, somewhere in the ocean, over in the meadow. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but um, yeah, lots of good ones. We have the way out in the desert one. A friend of mine who is in Arizona actually sent it to us um, for a oh, birthday nice. present. And that was what got me into Jennifer Ward was finding those. Yeah, we love that. Yeah, those are great. Then I also like this, the books that are based on familiar songs. So there are like the nursery rhyme ones, like um, I'm a Little Teapot. Uh, let's see what else. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, uh, The Itsy Bitsy Spider. Those ones are pretty basic, but they're good because kids already know the songs, so they're more inclined to participate with the books. But then also the books that are based on more um, traditional songs, like there's My Favorite Things. I don't know if you've seen that one, but it's based on the song from The Sound of Music. That's a great one. Yeah. 
And then I Love You a Bushel and a Peck. That's one of my favorite songs. And I love the book that goes along with it. It's super cute. You mentioned um, a couple things in there that were reminding me. So I was just before this recording, I was at the health department here in Jackson and ran into the early on worker and it was telling her, hey, I'm going to go do this podcast talking about um, early childhood books. And she says, have you ever seen polka dot books? Have you ever seen these? No. So when you were talking about the eight silly monkeys and the 10 ladybugs and then like Uh you can touch them. So these, this is wheels on the bus and it has these dots if you listen. Oh my God. Do you hear them? Yes. So every page you turn it and it has the wheels on the bus. And as you turn it, then there's all these little polka dots that they can push to get a little tiny click sound. But it, this one's to music. And she said that there's a bunch of them to music and they're board books. So I was like, oh, I'm totally going to bring those up if it works. But um, yeah, these polka dot books. So I'm really excited to try something new that I just learned about like as I was driving over here to do. Oh my gosh, what a funny recording with you. <laughs> I know. And then just when you were talking about the books that were like the wheels on the bus and the familiar melodies, um, and that's what it sounds like these are, are those uh, kind of staple early childhood songs, but then they have that tactile um, sensory thing with the little polka dots on them that you can push. So I'm yeah. kind of excited to try something new. Oh, me too. I am going to have to look those up and I will find the link and put them in the show notes for those of you who want to check those out because that is so fun. I love that combination of the familiar song and having that tactile input. That's so cool. Okay. So do you have any other favorites that you use at work? So I like some of the barefoot books. Um, I sat next to a woman selling these at a I was a vendor for an event and one of my favorites is the animal boogie, but it has this, this one's not a familiar melody, but they all come with CDs and they're fabulous. And this is just one that's really easy to learn, but you have like the animal that you think is going to be there, like hiding in the, in the bushes and stuff. And then when you turn the page, it says what the animal is and it does this whole like, um, like the bear, he goes shake, shake, boogie, woogie, oogie, shake, shake. Boogie woogie oogie, shake, shake, boogie woogie woogie. That's the way he's shaking here and there. And then each page has like these great illustrations. Um, and I feel like this brand in general, they have a bunch of different ones. We have knickknack, patty whack, and dinosaur wrap. But I like them too because the illustrations are um, like so inclusive. They have individuals that are using wheelchairs are in their illustrations for the books and who have walkers. Um, and it's just, it's just kind of neat to see that inclusive piece in those books too. But I love using those for like camp sessions and the kids just eat them up whether they know the song or not. So I really like using those um, sing-along songs that Barefoot Books has. I'm going to have to check those out too because that's another brand that I'm not familiar with. And you've mentioned some great ways of discovering new books. Being at National Conference, that is an awesome place to find new books, but it's also a little dangerous because they have so many good ones and you just want to buy them all. But I I do like finding new ones there. And then also just being at some of those events where there's different vendors, like you were mentioning, um, a local event that you met the the Barefoot Books vendor. Um, Those are great places. And then also using the fact that you have little kids to your advantage. I know that my kids love to go to the bookstore and just look around in the kids section and 
So I'll always use that time to kind of poke through and find some books that I can use at work too. And they're also a good gauge for books that might also work at work um, because they're the same age as a lot of my clients and a lot of my little students. So I can kind of test them out on them, see what they think. And then if they're a good fit, then take them to work. Yeah, I absolutely agree there. Um, And the the one I just talked about, the animal boogie, that was one I heard another music therapist using, but I didn't actually know that it was a book at the time. Like I just had heard, um, actually my kids were singing that boogie woogie oogie part and they kept asking me to sing that song. I'm like, I don't know what song you're talking about. Well, you know, a couple of years later, I figure it out that it was actually a book that um, some, a music therapist had used at a camp. And so now I have used those and they're kind of in my arsenal of stuff, but the kids, eat them up. They just eat them up. Oh, I bet. That's so fun. I always kind of look at it as a challenge when I come across a book that doesn't have a clear-cut melody for it already. Um, A lot of times the lyrics are written so that they're very rhythmic and rhyming, so they lend themselves well to melodies. So I feel like it's easier than, you know, starting from scratch, writing a brand new song, but kind of coming up with a melody that's catchy, that can be repetitive, but that also fits the book really well. I always like to do that. Oh, that's great. I don't, I don't, I'm kind of guilty. I don't think that I sing as many songs that don't naturally come to me musically. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love the rhyme of them and the rhythm and stuff of the speech, but I'm more of a chanter. Like I end up chanting the songs or like oh, start rocking back okay. and forth and like, you know, and they start tapping their legs. My kids will um, like while we're reading them, but I'm, I'm more guilty of chanting them than putting into a melody officially. Oh, I think that's fun. I think that sometimes having an unfamiliar melody can be a little bit inhibitive, especially if you're, if you're using that book in like an early childhood setting, for example, especially one where you have the parents there and, you know, they like to jump right in and participate along with you. So if they don't know the melody, then they're less likely to um, sing it along with you or read along. So if you're doing it in a chant, then I think it's more inviting for other people, but more so when I'm just working one-on-one with a client coming up with those, with those tunes that's something that I really enjoy doing. You know, one other place that I, um, I'm i kind of uh, a little obsessive with looking for books are uh, like the resale shops. Ooh. I feel like I cannot leave a resale shop without browsing their book se- section and um, finding all of the music-themed ones. So like the ones that are at my office, um, like I'm a little teapot and do your ears hang low and all these, like they're ones that I never would have sought out, but they're ones that um, by title I knew songs. So for like, you know, 50 cents or a dollar, I'm like, well, I have to own any of them that are here. And then if I have some that I don't like, when I go to certain events and stuff, I put them on my table and I just give them away. And I just love the fact that then maybe a parent will be out there singing a song um, with their child or singing a book with their child that they um, wouldn't have maybe done before. Yeah, that's a great tip. Actually, I had a family a few months ago the mom was telling me about this book that she really, really loved that she sang with her child, who was also my music therapy client. And I asked her about the book and she said, oh, it's out of print. I can't find it anywhere. And then a couple weeks later, she showed up to our music therapy session with the book. And she said, 
I just happened to be in the secondhand store and I found a copy and I had to buy it for you because we'd been talking about it. So yeah, that's a great tip because a lot of times like on Amazon or those places, they don't carry those books that are out of print anymore. So Rachel, I was wondering what kind of role books play with your home routine with your kids and your family at home. Yeah, books have been a big part of our lives since my kids were born. I remember reading, you know, the baby books where they give you that parenting advice, like read to your kids, talk to your kids, give them that language input from day one. And I took that really seriously. So, I mean, from the time that my kids were born, I was reading them stories and we were reading before bed and just throughout the day. So my kids naturally now love to read and we keep books pretty much everywhere in the house. Like every common area, we have either a bookshelf or a book bin and they just love just going through one book after the other. And it's nice that my kids are pretty close in age to where if one of them picks out a book, both of them are more likely to actually enjoy it. So um, you know, we'll just read throughout the day here and there. Um, last night, my kids and I were sitting in the living room and me and my daughter just started bringing books up to me and we just started reading one after the other. And Parker was kind of building his Legos and then he'd pop his head over to look at the pictures. And so we just, we make it really an integral part of our lives. Uh, but then bedtime is really when we do have that more solid routine of reading a story or like seven sometimes. <laughs> I'll be more lenient with the with the number of stories that I'll give into, but I mean, if if they had it their way, we'd read ten books every night before bed. Yes. Oh my gosh, we are so much the same. Um, I feel like books at our house are our biggest clutter. Um, you know, both my kids have a nice bookshelf with a lot of books in each of their bedrooms, but it's the one thing that's like they go in and they just like dump them on the floor. So you just have books everywhere. And so when they're going and rifling through them, I think that like my, and I think she finds her books better when they're on the floor, which is probably why she does it. Um, so she's able to, you know, sort them that way. Cause she doesn't read the spine. She doesn't know what the ends of the books look like. And then with, Aiden, like, again, I think the girls go into his room and they just rifle through them. They pull them all off. So books are everywhere. And when I was getting all of the music books out from our home to, like, remind myself of some of the ones that we used before this, um, they were covering our couch. And so then the kids were, like, rifling through them and then bringing more out. So next thing you know, we have, like, um, um it felt like a million, like, <laughs> books that were covering our couch and the floor. Um, just they love, love books which they do it, they will read um, both like independently by themselves, just flipping through the books. Um, and Aiden now um, that he's going into second grade, like it's been so fun to watch him learn to read. So he's like, he's very good at reading. And so he will get those books out and sit and read them out loud to Madeline now too. Um, or you can encourage him to, or if he's not, he reads them to himself quietly. He absolutely loves to read. Um, but that's been kind of a fun uh, kind of um, change for our family is now that he knows how to read, he can read pretty much any of the um, books that we have that would be appropriate for Madeline to be reading. So that's been really fun. Oh, I bet. And I'm sure it's so special for Madeline, too, to be read to by her big brother. I'm sure she loves oh, that. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, she does. Yeah. My son can't read yet, but he will still try. I mean, he knows the stories well enough that he he pretend reads and 
this pretty much tells the story and Mia will just sit there. She would sit there for hours if he actually would do that for hours and just listen to Parker read the stories to her. I think it's just a great bonding experience between siblings and, you know, as a parent to see that happen, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. Um, on the weekends, uh, sometimes my husband, Dave, he'll let me sleep in a little bit. And in order to keep the kids quiet, he they just get out books. And like my husband gets out his books and they all are sitting. So I'll come out um, and it's like they're all just quietly going over all their books, which is such a nice alternative to turning the television on, which is kind of like the easy go to sometimes in the morning. But I'll come out on a, on like a Saturday morning and they'll just all be having their books sitting on the couch, like reading with their little snack <laughs> before we have breakfast together. So that's kind of fun, too. They just they know that it's something that they can bond with and that they can do independently and that we can all do as a family. Uh, and they they definitely dig it. Yeah. What are some of your kids' favorite books? We have a, quite a collection of the books by Kim Norman. Have you heard of her? I haven't. So she has, the one that we found first was um, I Know a Wee Piggy, um, which, do you have you ever heard of the Imagination Library by Dolly Parton? Do you have no. that there? Mm -mm. So the Imagination Library, uh, Dolly Part Parton started this um, nonprofit where they give books to like one book a month to um, kids until they're five and you can sign up for it and get them in the mail and it has to do with like your area so we had it in Jackson um, up until Madeline was one and then the nonprofit wasn't able to sustain itself here but when Aiden was little we had this program which if you guys have it in your area like look it up it's the Imagination Library, and it's a nonprofit that Dolly Parton does. But so they sent all these books, and this is just one that came in the mail. But it's to the melody, which what song is that? Do you know? The melody is familiar, but the title of it is escaping me. Yeah, I know. I can't come up with it either. Um, but it, the, the whole book, you sing like that. I know we piggy who wallowed in brown. Upside down, he wallowed in brown. Brown's not for me. I think I'll add a rinse of red. And then it just goes through. But this one is great for color recognition. And they love it. And it just keeps adding and adding and adding and adding. But she also has this old van instead of this old man. Um, and then she's got these other ones that are all animal themed. So like... Um, one of them is, if it's snowy and you know it, clap your paws. Oh, uh, then there's 10 on the sled, which is like 10 in the bed. This one's another one that's one of our favorites. Um, there's 10 on the sled. This is a great one. And then they I have that um, one. You have the 10 on the sled? Oh, yeah. I use that oh, one yeah. in, in our classes all the time in so the winter. So that's, that's Kim Norman. So she has oh, more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then there's She'll Be Coming Up the Mountain, which is another one illustrated with the same animals that are in 10 on the sled. So some of them um, kind of the characters go over, but they love those. We get those books out all the time at night. Um, they're one of our current favorites right now. We've been doing a lot of Kim Norman books. How about you? Do you guys have any favorite ones right now that your kids like to read? Yeah. So right now they're really into those look and find books, especially Mia, um, the books yeah. where it's not necessarily a musical book, but um, it's just fun to go through and find all the pictures on each page. And she's really into that right now. When they were little, they loved um, the 
the series. I think it was the Usborne series. That's not my dinosaur. That's not my cat. That's not my penguin. Um, those are really cute as well. And then um, the Sandra Boynton books. Those are great for um, – they make great singable stories, but my kids really like those too. Um, Barnyard Dance is a, is a favorite of theirs, the Going to Bed book. Um, Hippos oh. Go Berserk. <clears throat> yes, oh. yeah. Yeah, Hippos Go Berserk is a really cute one too. That's a good one too. One of my very favorite books, both at home and at work, has always been Going on a Bear Hunt. Do you know that that book? Oh, or do you have that yes. one? Yes. Yes, that's a great story. It is. And I've been using it forever at work. And when Parker was about two, um, he got his own copy for Christmas and he memorized the entire thing, partially because he would ask to play my recording of it every morning he would wake up and he'd ask for the bear hunt song so he'd sit there and he'd read his book and listen to the recording and sing along and one day I just happened to um get a video he was a little over two at that point I happened to get a video of him singing almost the entire song he didn't even have the book open he was like playing a little xylophone while he sang the lyrics from the from the book um, but I'll have to put a link to the video for that because it's really cute. But no, that's one that I use all the time at work and um, everybody just always loves that one. Yes. You know, and it's been fun too. I mentioned, you know, Aiden reading and stuff on his own. So he, we we go to the library here in town. He loves to get 10 books. He's allowed to pick out 10 books at the library and we get them and take them home. And when we were at the library, one of the last times before the school year ended, he found the Groovy Joe books, which I had never heard of, um, but his music teacher had used them in school. So he, we get them home. Again, I just think it's a book, right? And um, we're sitting at the couch and I'm starting to read it. And he's like, no, I need to do this. And I'm like, okay. You know, so he gets it out and he starts just a uh, chanting and singing this song because he learned it in school. So he sang the whole thing and it has these like little, um, I'll forget the words, but it's like, dun, 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 So it's got this little piece in it. And um, so he was just like singing it for us. And then Madeline's joining in. And next thing you know, we're like having this dance party because it's, they're made for like really moving. And Aiden showed us like the dance moves that he learned at school. Um, but I did learn recently, they're written by the same guy who does the Pete the Cat books. Oh, okay. Yes. Nice. But there's, there's two of them, the Groovy Joe, the Groovy Joe books. So we got those at our library. Um, and it was one that I wouldn't have known at all if Aiden hadn't seen it and recognized it from his music teacher using it at school. How fun. Yeah, it's one of those things that I always have to remind myself to look outward and look elsewhere for books because, you know, sometimes I get kind of stuck in in the rut of the books that I already know and that I've been using for so long. But then, you know, you hear a parent talk about um, their kid's favorite book or even going to the library or thinking about asking other teachers for their input. Those are great ways to get other ideas too because it's always fun to just kind of change things up from from the routine and and the resources that you already have and that you already use so often. Right. Well, speaking of resources, so you have um, your favorite books kind of compiled into a nice little guide, and then I have the same thing. So we thought it would be kind of fun to make those available to you, the listeners, 
so that you can kind of check out some of these suggestions that we have and find them for yourself. I put the resources together um, due to uh, a grant that we got here in Jackson to do more work in early childhood. So we were trying to give like even more resources to parents as far as like um, we actually give give instruments with this grant too. So we were giving out instruments and then song ideas. And then I, I wanted to do like musical apps. So we put some things together like that. And so then the music book recommendation page came out of it. So um, it's something that Harmony Garden put together with um, our local Great Start um, collaborative. And so, um, yeah, so it'll be a really great resource for you guys to check out. And it's definitely got some of the songs that I mentioned and then more in there. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for being willing to share that with everybody. I think it'll be really valuable. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you want to check that out, just go over to guitarsandgranolabars.com. And this is episode 65. So the link to that free download will be on that show notes page. Let's continue the conversation over there. Or you can email me, rachel at listenlearnmusic.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Rachel Ramback and at Listen Learn Music. And you can also find Jamie there at HG Music Therapy. We'll talk to you again soon on the next episode.